The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Good morning. It is my pleasure to welcome and greet you to the sacred space that is Marsh Chapel. Whether you are sitting among us in our sunlit Gothic space or listening from the comforts of home on the radio, let us come together this morning as a community of worship and praise. We join together this beautiful, bright Sunday to give thanks to the Creator and to recognize the divine that moves among us. Let us stand and praise God while the choir sings our intro and we join together in hymn song. Please join me in a word of prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, 
mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. We enter into a time of reflection, both on the things we have done and left undone that burden us and our fellows through our days. As the choir sings a Kyrie, may we reflect on our lives as creatures of the world, creatures of the earth, and of children continually struggling to live in the presence of God. Lord, have mercy. Friends, hear the good news. There is more love in God than there is sin in us. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16 and 20 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be the prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 100 with the Antiphon. A joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is she that made us, and we are hers. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless her name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Son of Humanity comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, 
you, are, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you as a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Today is the Sunday known as Christ the King. It's the last Sunday of the Christian liturgical year. Next Sunday begins a new church year. It's the first Sunday in Advent when we begin to wait for and celebrate the fact that Christ the King began with us as a baby. But today, Christ is with us in his full maturity as he comes into his own as King with glory, with power, and with judgment. Jesus was a Jew. His followers sometimes hailed him as son of David, and both he and the lectionary compilers of today's scriptures connected him to the tradition of the shepherd king. We're probably most familiar with this tradition through David's 23rd Psalm that we're going to sing in a bit. And in our Psalm today, God is our creator and our shepherd. God is worthy of our praise and thanksgiving because God's steadfast love and faithfulness endure forever. The shepherd king tradition is also here in Ezekiel, who portrays God the shepherd as the true king, the king who rescues, reunites, cares for, and protects the people. The true king over against the false kings, who have scattered the people and brought them to ruin and captivity in the Babylonian exile. God the shepherd is the one true king who judges not only those outside, but those inside the flock. And God will set up a permanent shepherd in David, one who will feed the people and be their leader under God. In today's gospel, Jesus is both king and shepherd as he separates and judges between those who have done what he has done and those who have not done what he has done. Judgment, as well as care and protection, are within the mandate of the shepherd king. 
And judgment can be very harsh indeed against those who are fat and strong at the expense of the weak and injured, against those who do not recognize the king in his family. It is a last judgment, in fact, with the choices we make today having eternal consequences. Well, we who have been knocking around in the Christian faith for a while know all of this. We know it well enough that we have no excuse not to escape the eternal fire. We know we are not to take advantage of the weak and injured. We know we are to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, visit the sick, and the prisoner. We know it all. And, quite frankly, it's November, and it's dark, and it's cold, and those of us with bears in our gene pool just want to sleep. Many folks have some kind of major deadline in the next two weeks, and midterm projects and papers are running right up to finals. And while the holidays can be fun, the fun can often be hard to get to in the crush of activities and expectations, in the trepidations about costs and house cleaning, in the unknown as to whether Aunt Sue the conservative and Uncle Joe the liberal will st still speak to one another at the dinner table. To say nothing, to say nothing of the upcoming Ferguson grand jury decision. It can be a challenge to promote peace and goodwill when our response to, how are you, is automatically, I'm fine. And I'm fine really means I'm freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and exhausted. Right now, there don't seem to be many good pastures and certainly not any lying down in them. Now, I grew up in a British constitutional monarchist family and I still keep some track of Wills and Kate and baby George. I appreciate sheep for the wool they provide for my knitting, and thus I appreciate the shepherds who care for them. But I don't see many hereditary rulers or shepherds on Commonwealth Avenue. And if I did, it's a pretty sure bet that most of the rulers would not consider the least of these to be members of the family. And what shepherd in his or her right mind would destroy the fat, strong sheep and keep the weak and injured as the mainstays of the flock? Christ the king is a very strange monarch, and Christ the shepherd makes no sense at all. So what are we daylight-saving-timed, democratic, urban, living in New Englanders to make all of this, to make of all this. For that matter, what is our radio audience and those who listen to us on podcasts and webcasts to make of it as well? Well, we're the sheep. We're the people. We are, forgive me for this one, the sheeple. That means we are, the fat, we are the fat ones who batten on the scattered, lost, weak, and injured, even if only through the complexities and complicities of our lives in the world. And we are also the scattered, lost, weak, and injured ourselves. That means we are the ones who cry, Lord, Lord, and then do not do what the Lord does. And we are also the ones who feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, and visit the sick and the prisoner. How we end up in the judgment depends on where the majority of our choices come down and depends even more to whom we finally give our allegiance. If we as members of the flock first trust in God's provision of nourishment, rest, and healing, and then we choose to help the shepherds strengthen all of the flock. If we as disciples choose to help the monarch care for all the members of the family as we have been cared for, 
if our allegiance is finally to God through Christ in whatever form God through Christ is found, ruler, shepherd, baby, teacher, hanging on a cross, resurrected, we move from being sheeple to become the church. And that, says the author of Ephesians, is where we have it all. We become a spirit-anointed community in which we are not alone, where we have hope, a glorious inheritance, and the immeasurable greatness of Christ's power that works in and through us. For as the church, we become Christ's body we become his fullness that fills everything. We become, through the Spirit, part of a cooperative interbeing between Christ the head and we the body. An interbeing that even in November can bring the presence of God, the provision of God, the steadfast love and faithfulness of God to each other and to the world. Christ the shepherd, Christ the king, maybe, but certainly the one to whom as Christians we pledge our allegiance, certainly the one who with the Godhead and the Spirit protects us, cares for us, provides for us at our deepest levels, so that we are able to do the work we are called to do as his disciples. And maybe we can even be able to stay awake and move with peace and goodwill through deadlines, midterms and finals, and the holidays. We know it all. Even if some of the images are strange to our form of governance or to the place where we live, the choice is always under the mercy and the love of God. The choice is always ours. When we choose to pay attention to the wisdom, knowledge, and power for good we have in the Spirit as God's church, when we claim these gifts in faith, then we can begin to recover our courage, our creativity, our individual and communal energy. Then we can begin to find ways that will help us to nurture peace and goodwill between us and God, between us and ourselves, between us and our neighbors, and between us and creation. So how can we best pay attention and claim our wisdom, knowledge, and power for good? Well, in a few days, it will be Thanksgiving a secular federal holiday, as it happens. But just as Charles Wesley asks, asked, so to speak, why should the devil have all the good tunes, and he used secular tunes for Methodist hymns, we would not be the first to see the gifts of God and the secular turn to the purposes of worship. Thanksgiving is, in fact, a major traditional form of worship and praise. It, it's found in many, if not all, faith traditions, and it is certainly a mainstay for Christians. To join in this spirit of this Thursday holiday, holy day, to look around us and acknowledge the gifts we have been given, to claim them in faith with gratitude. All this is to put ourselves in the middle of God's love, God's abundance, God's provision for our needs whether they are the wisdom, knowledge, and power for good we have as the church, or the smile of a loved one, a delicious meal, a favorite tree, or an animal companion, even the slow but steadfast stirrings of justice and peace. In thanksgiving, there is no fear, no anger, no discouragement, in thanksgiving, there is no freaking out, insecurity, neuroticism, or exhaustion. 
In thanksgiving, there is only the happiness and wonder of the world and its riches. So this Thursday, we might be a bit more intentional about our attitude of gratitude to God and to others. For instance, we could be very specific and detailed about the people and things for which we are grateful and exactly why we are grateful for them. We could perhaps expand our notion of what we are grateful for. We might allow other people to be grateful for us. We might, greatly daring, speak aloud our gratitude to those people and about those things for which we are thankful. We might decide to make Thanksgiving a more regular practice in our lives beyond this Thursday. For it is when we pay attention to, when we claim in faith the gifts of God with thanksgiving, that we can truly say, when asked about who we are, we're fine. Fine in the original senses of the word, high quality, first-rate, magnificent, exceptional, splendid, just fine. Thanks be to God. Amen.
please be seated. We come now to the time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer and lift up our lives and ourselves to God. Please assume an attitude and posture of prayer by either remaining seated, standing, kneeling, or coming to the communion rail as we sing together our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord. Today's prayers are modified from the Holden Evening Prayer Liturgy of the Holden Village Lutheran Retreat Center. The prompt will be, God of mercy, the response, hold us in love. As the shepherd who cares for the flock, O God, you guide all things through Jesus, whom you have exalted over all creation as king. Hear the prayers we offer in his name for the, for the creation he cherished and that you entrust to us. For peace between nations and for peace between peoples, God of mercy, hold us in love. For those of us gathered here to worship and praise you, God of mercy, hold us in love. For all of your servants who live out your gospel, God of mercy, hold us in love for all those who govern, that justice might guide them. God of mercy, hold us in love. For all those who labor in service to others, God of mercy, hold us in love. Grant us weather that nourishes all of creation. God of mercy, hold us in love. Keep watch on our loved ones and keep us from danger. God of mercy, hold us in love. For all the beloved who rest in your mercy, God of mercy, hold us in love. Look upon your people who rejoice in your justice and mercy and grant that the prayers we make may reveal Christ's reign in our time. God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
peace be with you. It is one of those rare, beautiful, late November mornings, and we here at Marsh Chapel feel so blessed to share it with you. We welcome you once again to this sanctuary amongst a city, this place of peace in times of chaos and stress. We hope that you find a home here and feel that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, this is a place for you to continue that walk. We would love to get to know you better and help you get to know one another better, and a great way of doing that is by putting your contact information in the red books towards the center of your pew. So please pass those along and fill them out. We are a living, breathing space at Marsh Chapel, and we have many events, a few of which we would like to update you on now. We want to especially send our prayers and gratitude towards many of our Marsh Chapel staff, including Dean Hill, who are representing our academic and ministerial work here at Marsh Chapel over at the American Academy of Religion Conference in San Diego this week. So we wish them safe travels and Godspeed. Directly following the service will be refreshments and coffee downstairs. You are all welcome to join us for this wonderful moment of fellowship. Many of you have asked about the Thanksgiving dinner that will be held at Marsh Chapel on Thanksgiving Day. It is open to the BU community, and if you are wanting to share in this dinner or perhaps offer a pie or some sort of potluck donation, please see me right after the service, and I'd be happy to share more information with you. There are many more events that are listed on our website at bu.edu chapel, where there is also an opportunity for online giving. As we beckon the ushers forward, let us be reminded that it is a gift to be a giver. We have an opportunity now to practice an ancient and beautiful discipline of Christian generosity. As the choir lifts us up in song, may you find yourself being as generous as you are able.
wellspring of life. During this time of offering and throughout our days, let us be conduits of your living water, meeting the thirst of others with your grace that constantly wells inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now let us go from this place in peace to claim the gifts of God to our comfort in faith with thanksgiving, to go and bring the presence and the provision and the love of God to ourselves, to our neighbors, to creation, to all the world. In the name of that one who makes us, who loves us, who keeps us in everything. Amen.